Hello, Auburn family, and welcome back to another episode of Page 8, where I keep you updated on everything that is happening in Auburn sports. If you haven't been with us before, I'm your host, Kristen Carr, and it occurred to me as I was prepping for this episode that I've never really done an intro to myself um, or really told you guys who I am, so I'm going to do that today. Um, I am a sophomore here at Auburn, and I'm studying journalism and minoring in business, and more recently, I have been leaning more towards the broadcast side of journalism, and that's a big reason why I'm here with you. Um, and being a student journalist is hard, but it is so rewarding, and I just really want to tell stories and tell them authentically. So I hope that I can do that today for you guys. So let's get into it. A little story time. Before I was a student here, I always wondered how the whole toilet paper thing works, right? Do people keep extra toilet paper in a closet somewhere that's just like purely dedicated to rolling tumors? Or do people really carry toilet paper with them to games? I've never seen it, so where does it all come from? But regardless of your toilet paper preparation, whether you're one of those prepared people or you just grab what you can find, it's time to make sure you set aside some rolls for basketball. Auburn women's basketball had a historic win versus number four Tennessee on Thursday night. That's a huge story in and of itself. And there's another story inside that though, is the fact that very few people were actually there to see it. Um, and so few people were there, in fact, that the women's team ended up going to roll tumors themselves. Um, and there were some fans there, but this team has, um, had its definitely a lot of downs, but there's been some interesting ups here and there that I think are stories that are worth digging into. And we have Caleb Jones here to help us through it all. Caleb, how are you? Howdy, howdy. I'm doing great. All right. So I want to ask you about your take on women's basketball. This is a very strange season, I feel like. Again, they had that huge win against the number four team in the country. And it seems like there's this issue and sort of a pattern of having them, these they have these nice wins, um, right? The Georgia Tech one earlier on in the season and then this one, and then they just go way downhill. They lost the game to Vanderbilt the other day. So a lot of inconsistency and it seems like mentality issues. What is your take on that? Yeah, so with this team, it's like you said, it's kind of a strange pattern they will go and they'll win a big game against the Georgia Tech or against the Tennessee, and then they'll, they've lost the next one, uh, either against Little Rock or against Vanderbilt. And the Vanderbilt loss on Sunday was not good at all. That game was never close. And I think part of that has to do with the fact that it was their fourth game in seven days. Um, but also just, you know, in talking with Johnny Harris after that Georgia Tech win, you know, several months ago, uh, her big thing was the mentality is you have to have an underdog mentality. You can't go and win a big game and then start thinking we are untouchable. You have to continue that nobody thinks we're going to win mentality. You have to keep that underdog mentality going into every game because then you're going to overlook somebody and you're going to get beat. Yeah, and it seems like you know this mentality has been a theme for this team and with them like learning how to have that mentality is almost as important as or just as important as some of the technical aspects that they've been missing. And, you know, it'll be interesting to see once Johnny Harris has like her people that she's recruited in there, um, you know, if she can really make a difference with them. But what do you think attributed to their win against Tennessee? Because there were some good things there, things that maybe they can hold on to for the future. 
with that win against Tennessee, you had a lot of a lot of parts come together. You had four Tigers score in double figures. And so when you have a game like that where it seems like everybody's clicking, everybody's doing what they're supposed to, everybody's doing their job, and you also have that mentality of we're in this game against the number four team in the country. And the longer that Auburn stayed in that game, it just became, you know, hey, we're in this thing, we're in this thing, keep going, keep going. And you've seen that in a lot of these games. You've seen it in the Florida game, the Alabama game, where they've had leads late or they have been in games late. And then it just it just goes off. And this was the one game where they were finally able to piece together that that finishing touch that they needed. Yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to men's basketball. And I think the biggest news this week is really, um, number one, that they are still number one. And number two, that Bruce is locked for a while, um, it seems. So that is really, really big, I think, for Auburn. You had some rumors about Louisville and all of these different things. So for you... As they're, they they kept that number one, they struggled a little bit against Missouri. What do you think is the key to them staying consistent, keeping, you know, this momentum that they're building and just and not really letting that number one spot get to them? That first game as number one is always going to be your toughest. You know, it's uh, it's unfamiliar territory for Auburn. So they go into Missouri. They escape with a win against a, a very, you know, trappy Missouri team, Missouri, you've seen them beat Alabama, who just beat Baylor. But the thing about Auburn basketball that they did against Oklahoma is that they just kept playing Auburn basketball. And that you saw it on Saturday with the 18-point win. If Auburn just keeps playing the way they've been playing, they don't worry about any of the outside noise. They're going to keep winning. They're going to keep doing well. I expect them personally, you're going to probably have a slip-up game between now and the end of the season. Don't expect to go, you know, however many games there are in a season and only lose one. You get you can't expect that. That's it's insane to think about. Now, I'm not saying there's not a chance they do that. There's always that chance. But you may have the slip up game and if you do that's okay. You just you just bounce back. You just play Auburn basketball the way you've been playing all season. Yeah, and to kind of go off of that, because it is basketball, you know, one loss isn't going to kill you um, because you play so many games and all of that. So, you know, it wouldn't even be the worst thing in the world if they did lose, especially now it's a little bit earlier in the season and not in April, say. (laughs) So, um, you know, it wouldn't be the worst thing ever. But I do think that if they can just continue with the the depth and the – I guess all of the stamina that they've built within their team, um, and Bruce has talked a lot about this the past few weeks, just the fact that they have such a reliable bench that they can go to no matter what. You know, if, if one of the starters isn't clicking, if there's foul per- trouble, they always have somebody that's there that they feel like confident that they could put in. Um, and he also said they could be the reason that they lose. So <laughs> there is a, a give and take with that. But I think them continuing to rely on their their stamina their depth that they've built is going to really help them as they move forward but thank you so much for coming on i appreciate it yeah absolutely i love love being on the podcast here all right and um if people do want to follow you um outside of this where can they find you at yeah you can follow me on twitter at caleb j sports all right there you have it hey this is collins keith podcast writer for the plainsman if you like this podcast and would like to support the organization and our team, you can visit our website at theplainsman.com and click on the button in the upper right-hand corner that says Donate. 
You'll be supporting over 127 years of local, editorially independent journalism right here at Auburn. Thank you so much in advance, and now back to the show. All right, next up we have Noah Griffith on, and Noah has recently written a very, very powerful article, and I have him on to talk about it, and I'm really, really excited because this article was about, um, you've probably seen it, honestly, because uh, it's it's really honestly gone viral. Um, it was about accessibility within basketball games, um, specifically for students. And I, when I read this article, it just really touched my heart. I I felt um, really, really proud to be to know you, and I'm just really, really excited to have you on to talk about it. So, when you were writing this story, how are you feeling? Like, what was going through your mind when you decided to publish this thing and voice your concerns? So, when I sent it to Evan, um, honestly, I was just nervous, like for everyone to see it. I first um, sent the column to my parents to see what they thought, and they kind of encouraged me to put it out there. Because at first I wasn't sure that I wanted to put it out there. I didn't want to, like, cause any conflict, you know. Because I know the success of Auburn is unprecedented. They weren't prepared for this. I didn't want to, like, call them out. But um, the way it's resulted, I'm so glad my parents pushed me to put it out there and send it to Evan. And I'm just so thankful. And the response I've gotten is unbelievable. Yeah, and did you have any idea when you were writing this that it would go viral like this and just receive so much attention? No, honestly, not at all. I knew it was an issue that needed change, but I no, I didn't think people would um it would gain this much attention. Yeah, and I think one of the reasons, at least from my perspective as a reader when I was reading it, that it just really caught my attention was just the way that you told the story. Um, and your experience as you were, right, sitting in that line and being fearful of getting trampled. I mean, that's just terrifying. I mean, what was going through your mind in that moment as you were experiencing that? In my mind in that moment, it's just like I lost my spot. There's nothing I can do about that. Just try not to get hurt, try not to cause a scene. And thankfully, someone was there to help me and get you know, close back to my spot that I had originally and get in the game. Because obviously I really wanted to be in that game, but you have to be safe in that situation when there's people running and storming around you. You can't um, make immature decisions and try to push my way through because that's just not going to happen. Yeah. And what was your goal? Like when you were putting this together, when you were telling your story, in your mind, what were you hoping would come out of this? Um, Definitely just to stand up for people who don't have a voice of their own like that. Yeah. Because journalism has given me a platform that I've never really had before to um really to promote that change and promote justice when I see injustice. And I hope that this carries over not just for the arena, but for the school and the student body as a whole. Because there's just so many things that will body people. I'm not saying they're wrong for this. You just don't think about things that disabled people will go through and endure on a regular basis. And the way I was able to highlight my experience, I think kind of um, bring some 
empathy from other people to the situation. Because I wasn't really having to get people's sympathy. It's just like I want people to understand where we're coming from. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was scrolling Twitter the other night, and I saw someone, they tweeted this photo of the gymnastics meet. And it was from the perspective of the floor routine as, as one of the girls were doing was doing her routine. And someone had taken a photo and his daughter was in the front row in her wheelchair in the student section. And he captioned it, that's my freshman living her best life. And then he thanked you for it. Um, what does it feel like to be making a tangible impact on your school and on people's lives? That was the goal is for other people to have that student experience and enjoy themselves in a way they couldn't before. And that just made my heart leap when I saw that tweet, really. Yeah, I just, um, I saw it and I just, it made me smile so big because one thing that really resonated with me when I was reading your story was how you were talking about how every student deserves to have that experience and every student deserves to celebrate with their team and watch their team make history. And all of these wonderful moments that are happening in Auburn Arena right now, they deserve to be seen by everyone. Um, and and by, you know, your your disability shouldn't limit you on, on what you get to experience. And um, I'm really, really thankful that you communicated it and that you brought it to everyone's attention. And um, you're going on the Paul Feinbaum show tomorrow. That's exciting. How are you feeling about that? I'm so excited. I've grown up a fan of the show. I just, I can't believe that I'm going to be on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. <laughs> um, and when is, do you know when you're, what time you're going on so that our our listeners I'm can watch? I'm going on live at 4 central time. 4 o'clock central? Awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, if people want to follow more of your content, read more of your stuff, uh, where can they find you? At? So um, y'all can find me on Twitter. NoahGG01 is my Twitter handle. And that's kind of where I'll be posting things I cover and live tweeting, giving updates for y'all. So, yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. For our last segment this week, we have Casey Barrett on to talk about gymnastics with us. And Casey is a brand new member of our podcast team here at The Plainsman, and I am so excited that she's here. Um, Okay, Casey, so why don't you give our listeners a little bit of a rundown um, from this meet last Friday? We're going to be talking Auburn Gymnastics. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. So the Tigers faced the Crimson Tide on Friday for the Iron Bowl, and they came out on top with a 197.525 win in front of a sold-out Auburn Arena. This score was actually the second-highest score in program history, and this meet was the first top-10 matchup hosted in the Auburn Arena in six years. These Tigers were ranked eighth in this current meet, and the Crimson Tide was ninth. All right, and um, to kind of dig into a little bit of the details about what happened— um, Alabama got a little bit sloppy, I felt, um, on the vault, and it kind of opened the door um, for Auburn to swoop in and really capitalize on that. And um, who for you was a standout during this meet? You talked about how, you know, this is the first top 10 matchup in six years, and there's someone new on this team that I feel like has really made a difference. What about you? 
Yeah, you know, credit goes down to everybody who performs. They're all amazing ladies on the team, but Suni Lee for sure. She scored the highest score of the night with a 9.975 on beam and a 9.925 on the floor. Uh, three other Tigers actually did score a 9 or 9 or better on the floor as well, but she's just spectacular, you know, coming from the Olympics as a freshman into Auburn. You can definitely see how she's excelled in her career. Um, she also comes into this week ranked third nationally in the all-around with a score of 39.7. And so with her efforts and everybody else, this meet brought the Tigers to move up to number six this week in the rankings after coming in last week as eighth. And this is now the highest for the program since 2016. Yeah, so a huge improvement for them in that area. Um and can you talk a little bit about the growth in the fan support for Auburn? Um, you know, with all the sold out uh, crowds and I when I went to that meet the other night, there were more people there than um, I've seen for some basketball games earlier this season. I mean, it was an incredible number of people. Um, what can you say about that? Yeah, like you said, you see those basketball games with those sold-out arenas, those lines, those people waiting for hours, but it's just great to see that we saw a sold-out Auburn arena for women's gymnastics, and that really just shows how much Auburn fans really do love Auburn. You know, that this can be comparable to the basketball, this can be comparable to the football, so this support for the athletics just is really incredible and makes these teams stand out amongst the rest. And up next, Auburn travels to Baton Rouge on Saturday to compete against LSU, who is currently ranked 8th. Yeah, that's going to be a really, really just a killer meet. Um, I'm super pumped to watch them do that. And, um, you know, it'll be it, it'll be cool to see can they hold on to the the momentum that they're building, um, you know, kind of coming in. They were 7th and they were 8th and now they're 6th. So they're hovering um, in the middle of that top 10 right now. So a win against LSU would really help them prove that they truly deserve to be part of this top 10 and maybe even give them some hope for later on in the season as they move into tournaments. All right. Thank you so much for coming on, Casey. Yeah, thank you for having me. All right, that is going to wrap it up for us today. If you want to see more content by me, you can follow me on Twitter at Kristen Carr AU. And if you're not already following the Auburn Plainsman on Twitter and Instagram, go do that. We put out tons of new content every day and we appreciate every bit of support. Um, it means so much to me and our staff here at the Plainsman that our content is being followed and looked at and appreciated. So Thank you. Um, you guys are the reason that we do this. Everything that we put out is fully content made by students. So for you all to be supporting us in our journey to our journalism careers means the world. Thank you guys so much. And we'll see you guys again next week.